welcome to The Circle Sessions featuring The Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from Robles Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Each week, one of the circle of experts joins me to talk about critical aspects of growing your podcast. We focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design, and the implementation of all of these. This week, Don is here with the circle of experts. He possesses creative powers beyond those of mere mortals. Don, the idea guy, rescues those in need of innovative ideas through his brainstorming sessions at Five Buck Brainstorms. Well, welcome, Don, to the circle sessions. How are you? Good. How are you? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, and we're going to do a different format. I like this idea that uh, Don and I are going to kind of accumulate uh, different news articles over time and then just kind of spitfire some ideas. We're going to call it Ripped from the Podcast Headlines. At least that's what we're going to call it this time. We may come up with a different name that's I'm going to call it something... I'm going to call it something different every time we mention it today. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're going to make it, from the headlines. We're going to make it sponsorable. You know, that's articles it that way. you missed. Yeah, exactly. Too long. TLDR. Too long. Didn't read. <laughs> and hopefully we don't make it TL. Don't listen. Those sort of things. But, yeah. but first of all, what caught my eye, and I thought this was really interesting, um, a research that was done about podcasting bedtime listeners, and they're saying they absorb ad messages. The new research shows. So, um, who's, say, no, who's saying that? This is data from ACAST research. And uh, it came out about a month ago, I believe it is, that, um, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to dispel the. The, the idea that as, as we're starting to see more research showing listeners listening to podcasts go to sleep, it's like, well, why would advertisers want to be on a podcast than if someone's going to sleep with a podcast on? Well, they're saying that in this blog post that nearly half, 43% of listeners are less likely to skip podcast ads while trying to fall asleep. Okay, that's Sure, I'm asleep. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. More than half, 54% 54 of podcast listeners remembered an ad the next day, and more than a third, 35%, made a purchase after hearing an ad while falling asleep. That's 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 interesting. That's really All interesting. All right. So, yeah. Are they only running ads in these or could people be carrying over this impression from a broader campaign? It could be a broader campaign too. You never know. You don't know. Yeah. It doesn't say how deep. Okay. Yeah. Can you re- can you recall this ad somewhere else as well? You know, they, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting and I kind of wonder if it is a <laughs> is it capitalizing on marketing to your subconscious like if you whisper things <laughs> in your in a person's ear while they're sleeping, will they remember it the next day? Um, you know, is it that? Is it ads by hypnosis? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't give the specific podcasts that were actually listened or specifically um, researched or the ads themselves. So, oh, so we don't know who the who the ads were either. Yeah, it might be in-depth. I didn't g- dig deep into the research itself. I just was looking at a high level of, 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 of you know, how we listen to ads. And, and, and they said as well that with the research that ambassador ads or those ads that are read by the host do better too. The recall is much, much higher, which we knew anyway. I- that's across the board. I, I don't think there's any surprises there. And I think for this uh, sleep, the Sleepy Time Podcast Network, I think that uh, 
you have to have the host read it because the host is going to be able to incorporate it into their content better than, you know, we've, we both have worked in a radio background where you have a certain type of programming and then all of a sudden it breaks for an ad and the ad completely rips you out of the mood that you were in while you were listening to the station, right? So if, if you're listening to this podcast network about lulling you to sleep and then all of a sudden you get the uh, WrestleMania Sunday, Sunday, Sunday ads, that's going to wake you up and I'll certainly remember it, but not in a positive manner. Yeah. And the the advice is that they're saying for advertisers investing specifically in sleep and rela- relaxation and fiction podcasts, which I could see fiction podcasts would be oh, yeah. high up there. It's just a story, you know, going There's a really up. popular adult bedtime story podcast that's out there. It's just mm. it's not like X-rated adult. I don't know, maybe it is. I didn't listen to it, but it's it's intended to be stories for grown-ups rather than uh fairy tales for kids so yeah there is there's definitely shows there absolutely there's a there's a market there's a program uh there's a niche for people to to buy into and certainly ads should go with it what kind of ads would you run if somebody came to you and if you were looking for a client to run ads in a bedtime help you fall asleep podcast who'd you go after well, mattress. What's your prospect yeah, list? Yeah, exactly. Mattress uh, uh, sellers, that's for sure. Uh, anything like that. Or sleep apnea <laughs> products. <laughs> I can almost you wonder know. if you like do a whole campaign where you're, you're literally just whispering positive affirmations. Yeah. It's a yeah. new book. Uh, you know, it's a, a motivational book. And they're going to whisper these affirmations in your ear as you're drifting off to sleep. Mm-hmm. You will get up on time. You will right. not hit the, the snooze button. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, they, they actually did a – it's interesting how fast we, we go to sleep. And the, uh, the graph that they show is that 29% of those that use podcasts to help fall asleep fall asleep between, between 10 and 20 minutes. And those that don't fall asleep – like uh, well, I say the same majority that don't fall, use podcasts to fall asleep. So you got to get that message within the first 10 to 20 minutes. <laughs> Well, I, and I've seen I've seen some other studies, and uh, I don't know if you wear like a Fitbit or one of those other trackers. Mm-hmm. When you're sleeping, it tells you how you slept and when you were in REM sleep and when you were out. I also wonder if it's part of their study says which which level of sleep you were in mm-hmm. when people listened. Um, I know that people go in and out of that deep REM sleep several times during the night. Um, I know if I go to sleep listening to music, I will frequently wake up, you know, halfway through mm-hmm. an album or something. Right. Um, right. So yeah. it's, it's very interesting information. Uh, I think that until they share more details on the yeah. types of ads, the types of programming, I, I don't think this is a one size fits all. But if you've got a product that's similar, uh, that could fit that mode of trying to mattress obviously pillows um but there's already a lot of mattress sellers in regular podcasts and they're one of the big sponsors those mail order mattress companies right. um sleep aids i could see those uh those coming in handy mm-hmm. i made a joke about sleepy time but you know maybe those uh, herbal teas could be a good mm-hmm. match um i don't know it's it's yeah. interesting i, I yeah. i'm I'm curious to learn more if there's ever yeah. an update to this study. Yeah, if nothing else, I think it reaffirms a lot of things we already knew, that it's important to consider 
how you know how you're advertising, what podcast it is, uh, how you're presenting that podcast, or that I should say that ad in the podcast. So uh, again, it's just that think it out. <laughs> there, yeah, there if you're an, an advertiser, yeah, if you're yeah. an advertiser considering this, please don't run the same ad in your right. sports tailgate ad sponsorship as you do in your nighttime podcast one those Mm -hmm. come up with a specific ad for the program right right exactly exactly yeah so you've got a a story interesting uh, you want to cover yeah so i'm not sure we've ever talked about it in a podcast or not we certainly talked about it uh over coffee before about the app um uh what was it? What was oh, the audio Clubhouse? app? The, the Clubhouse? Clubhouse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were both kind of interested in that when it first came out. And I, I know some people who did a really good job. There's a sales author and consultant named Jeff Bajoric. He's also a podcaster. But I know he pulled a group of his compadres, his sales uh, circle together, and they would get on clubhouse early Saturday morning and they'd keep the thing running all weekend. Like they would program it like a talk radio station. So they'd have a couple hours where people would talk about prospecting. They have one where you talk about closing and talk another show that talked about networking. And I thought they used clubhouse really well. I had another friend who did it on microgreens. He basically created his own clubhouse radio channel about growing micro gardens so I liked Clubhouse. You know, our radio background it especially appealed to me. I saw a lot of potential there. Um, and a podcast I listen to on a regular basis called This Old Marketing, which is hosted by Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose, they've spoken about Clubhouse several times. Clubhouse had this huge spike in, in growth when they first rolled out. There was a waiting list to get in. People were excited about it. And... Joe's perspective matched mine that he was kind of excited about the opportunity and Robert picked the opposite side of the conversation and said this, he just didn't see it as an app that was going to stand alone. It it was a feature, this audio chat, this audio broadcast was a feature that could be added to other sites uh, like, you know, Facebook, Facebook could just add audio chat. Like they've got their video chat going. And then all of a sudden clubhouse is just put out of business. And I lean more toward uh, Polizzi's, side of this. I I thought it had all kinds of potential because it could stand alone like radio. Well, fast forward now, months and maybe even a year or so later, and I saw something being promoted on LinkedIn that they have a tool for content producers called LinkedIn Audio Events. Now, I know, catchy name aside, I mean, whoa, (laughs) how sexy is LinkedIn Audio Events? Exactly. Um, But I saw one posted by fast company so you know a major business magazine uh it was promoted very much like you would see an event promoted on facebook it came up as do you want to attend this event it gave you a time you click through you end up on a landing page and there was a button to join and the way the page was set up it had a big header graphic like a linkedin event and when i clicked join i almost expected not almost, I did expect that page to come to life. I expected that graphic to turn into a player. Maybe there was going to be video, uh, even though it was specifically says audio events. But the, the my expectation on that page was different than what happened. When I clicked join, I got a pop-up window within the LinkedIn page that looks a lot like 
the uh, the window that comes up when you're messaging somebody. It looked like a chat window, and it was overlapping the event page, which allowed you to continue to um, browse LinkedIn and still have that player, but the player looks just like Clubhouse. The layout is exactly the same. The The four featured speakers are at the top. The list of icons for all the audience of users is below. You can raise your hand to chat. And I wonder if this is Microsoft looking into buying Clubhouse. Is it licensing club it just looks too much like clubhouse mm-hmm. um it operates just like clubhouse but i listened in for the duration of most of the event it was scheduled for for an hour it was interesting i've attended two or three more now uh just kind of wondered if you had listened in on any of these what's your feeling on it i follow a lot of companies on linkedin it's it was interesting for me to see the companies i follow schedule these I could, schedule, I could schedule my time and put it on my calendar to attend. It was seamless to listen in. It's definitely audio only, so I can keep working. I can change screens on it. Uh, I don't have to keep it as a live screen. Um, I dug it. I kind of dug it. I see all kinds of potential, especially if you're in the B2B area um, or if you're trying to reach uh, individual members of a community. I would assume that you could run LinkedIn ads against this to attract audience. So if I'm going to, I, one of my clients promotes uh, or sells uh, retail shelving. So if he wanted to host a future of display merchandise display, and he wanted to run an audio event like this on LinkedIn, he could run ads against the specific job titles that he's trying to reach, you know, the, the retail merchandisers. Um, so I'm kind of pumped up about it. Like I'm seeing all kinds of opportunity here. Just wonder if you've experienced it or have an opinion on it. I have not. I got excited about clubhouse at the very beginning, just like you did. And then all of a sudden I realized my life, I am not an appointment type of person. I am so ingrained with the podcast on demand I can listen to it when I want to listen to it. Now, that being said, though, I did participate, was part of a few clubhouse meetings and was worth the time and such. But I think the clubhouse was too too much of a variety where I see where LinkedIn, yeah, if I'm following a very specific company and I want to hear more about them, a Gary V of the world or something like that, yeah, I, I'm going to be tuning in at that or at least try to be there at that specific time or know that if I have the possibility of hearing it on demand later on, if I wasn't really going to participate per se, but just listen in, that's cool too. So I like the aspect of the audio piece to this that um, you, you don't feel the, the video of it, which is fine. I mean, uh, but I but I also see a lot of video streaming, which is kind of its sister here, that I'll pop in on some podcasts that are doing live stream over uh, video live stream over LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. And I'll right. pop in. I may be the only one watching on LinkedIn. And that is almost a turnoff for me thinking, wow, okay, nobody on LinkedIn is watching this. I'm not going to be the only one. You know, it's like See, it's not I, that I, big of a deal. I so, totally agree. I'm not, I've never been a Facebook uh, Live audit. Like, I, I just don't like yeah. the... I don't like the interface. Uh, mm-hmm. The video is always choppy. Um, I just wasn't a fan of it. And I know LinkedIn has LinkedIn Live events as well, mm-hmm. where they're running video. And this is now a event format option when you go into their uh, mm-hmm. when you go into their setup. You can choose to promote an external event link. You can choose the LinkedIn Live, or you can do the audio event. Mm-hmm. Now, the ones that I 
sampled or, or went in on, I've probably gone to three or four now. There always seems to be a crowd on the audio yeah. events. I haven't been in one where there was just like one or two. There's always been a group. And it's not just everybody from that company. There's a lot of different people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's automatically recorded and then you can't access it on demand. I am very much like you. I, I do want to be able to consume that information when I want, if I can't, if I can't attend live or if I'm attending live for the first half and then I, I have another appointment scheduled and I can't see the rest of it. Can I go back and catch up with the rest? I don't know. I'd have to dive in deeper on that, but I, I do see potential here for a very specific yeah. audience. Clubhouse yeah. was absolutely like drinking from a fire hose. Like you yeah. said, uh, you could search for, for content. I mean, it was, you could search for, like I told you, my guy did a sales one or they did a microgreens. You could search for hashtags and find kind of the content that appealed to you and, and then follow it and get alerts when that person started. This seems to be a little more refined. I like how it's more, it's targeted to professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, I see lots of opportunity here. Yeah, I think the expectation level of the of the listener is high. I think the expectation level of that that level of professionalism on LinkedIn has to be high as well too. So I think you're you're getting both. I wouldn't doubt that that session is recorded. I think going in, I've always looked at so. it as it just it's an episode or it's a bonus episode or whatever the case might be that you just you dedicate your time, you're going to do that for an hour, you know it's going to be an episode for you or your guest and it's something extra maybe outside of your podcast stream that you're doing um, for your listeners only or something like that that maybe never never hits your RSS feed as a podcast. Um, but no, I agree. I think it's got potential because it's on LinkedIn, yeah. solely on LinkedIn. I like that a lot. That's exactly where I would want to be with something with this. And even if uh, with the audio, even if one or two people showed up, I'd still I would. I'm okay with that with audio. I, I, I don't know why the video. I look at it differently than than audio. Um, but that, but that's just that's me. I, I'm probably well, audio is that stuff. Yeah, well, no, I don't think. I think that's the way people use audio. That's how I use it. It's background. Yeah. So I I don't want to just have to focus on that screen for a video event. I want to be able to browse other stuff. I want to be able to work on my other things while I'm listening. And I don't mind if it's talk radio, live talk radio works the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they're going to have to do a good job of pre-promoting when these things are happening and getting somebody to add it to their, to their calendar mm-hmm. if it's not going to be available on demand. But the utility of it, I encourage the listeners to go out, go to LinkedIn, look for some of these events from businesses that you follow yeah. and sit in on some because it worked really well for a round table. They, I could see us doing it for our circle of experts mm-hmm. one day a week. Maybe we all jump on mm-hmm. there and it's mm-hmm. us in there and then people can ask, raise their hand, ask a live question from the audience. Yeah. That could be a fun thing to experiment with. That, yeah, um, you're exactly right. Because we yeah. were talking about that, you know, as we always do pre-show. Everybody does pre-show. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about bringing, uh, we, we, we four of Circle of Experts have been on location to do presentations and uh, we'd like to do it virtually. This might actually be a good place to start. Yeah, I don't know if they're limited to how long. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's a, people are going to jump in and jump out just like they did on Clubhouse. You, know, you tune in. If you don't catch them, if they're interested, you got to jump out. Clubhouse worked very much like talk radio. You constantly had to play your station ID, play your mm-hmm. show ID. You had to remind people what they were tuning into, what they were listening to. So the host kind of has to keep an eye on the room. And uh, we had a 
we had new people come in. Let me kind of refresh mm-hmm. what it is for the people who've been sitting in there from the beginning. It can feel a little redundant, but you got to welcome the new folks in and catch them up on what they're tuning into. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I love that idea. That's good. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, let's end today with, um, there's a recent study. We talked about this in a previous episode about AI, the intern that it is. <laughs> AI? AI? What's, what's AI? What's AI? Is that something new? I haven't heard anything exactly. about this. What, yeah. what well, is this me, AI of which you speak? Let me crawl out from <laughs> under my rock. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, podcasters aren't willing, as survey says, uh, that 42% are already using AI tools to create shows. Now, that not being that AI is voicing their podcast. That's not what that means. That it's having an, an impact on podcast creators, how they produce their shows. Uh, the podcast host surveyed more than 600 creators. It says that 4 in 10 have started to use some form of AI to produce their show. For the majority, nearly 60%, who have yet to use AI tools, the podcast host says it received a variety of reasons why, but the one that stood out is the fact that many indie podcasters say they don't yet know enough about AI in order to bring it into their podcast workflow. Which makes sense. If, if you're sure. using just straight out chat GPT and asking that um, software to answer questions yeah that could be difficult it, it's that you've got to hone in on how to ask it what you want it to give you um but i think there's a lot of other software that you can buy or rent out or whatever the case might be that it's set up to give you uh, for example we are starting to use uh, uh, a software called cast magic and it is set up to give you uh, 10 different titles for the podcast audio that you upload uh timestamps an overview of the podcast uh, a potential newsletter potential social media postings uh, set up for linkedin facebook uh instagram and it has other prompts that you can specifically tell it to do like if you wanted to do a 500 word blog from the, the transcript it will write it for you now a, a grain of salt don't copy paste <laughs> it's a start it helps you get going but it's a really great tool for for assets that we provide our podcasters to get to give to their guests or to revise and use on their own if if, it, if ai can do maybe 75 to 80 percent of the work for you without you having to re-listen to what you did what are the highlights oh here are the yeah those are the four highlights that came from this boom you're off to the races i think it's a great tool yeah, I agree. It's uh, AI is still new. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been everybody's been talking about it for a bit now, but it's still so new. You don't know what you're going to be able to use it for next week. Oh, yeah. Um, but the looking at the the survey that you shared, the number one thing people were using it for was topic idea generation. And I find myself, you know, I'm yeah. idea guy, but. AI has become my favorite brainstorm partner mm-hmm. because it works on my schedule. I don't have to set up an appointment. don't have to worry about them rescheduling. I can just bounce ideas off of it. Now, they are rarely an idea that I would use by itself, but it's right. a great start to start the ball rolling. The other thing that scored really high was the script drafting. Um, absolutely. Help. Yeah. I, let, it, let it write copy for you. It's a lot easier 
to edit something that's already been produced than to start from scratch. A lot of people don't like the blank page. They don't like the empty canvas. And AI is a good way to start with something, even if you look at it and go, oh man, this is totally wrong. It needs to say X, Y, Z, and now you're off. You know, now it gave you a place to jump in. Um, the other things that showed up here were research, which again, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. If it's pure research, I'd be using regular search engines right now, not not necessarily AI as your sole source of research. Um, Wikipedia is another great research tool, not just AI. Um, show note drafting. I think that's a great use. Uh, yeah. Taking your, so many tools now do auto transcripting. Take the full transcript, feed it into an AI engine and have it produce a summary for you. That's a great use of it. Um, The guest ideas, you know, my podcast is about X. What kind of people would listeners be interested in? That's a great tool. Um, And, you know, there's a there's a company out of Cleveland called Futuri Media, and they are very much a radio broadcast industry uh, service provider. And they're right now marketing a full-on AI DJ for radio stations, which I think is filled with problems, but there are legit broadcast companies uh, employing this tool where the host of the radio program, the morning show, the afternoon show, is 100% AI. And it's passable. I don't think it's great. It's passable for for somebody who wants to do that. I, I think it works against what we think radio should be. The reason I bring it up is, do you want a 100% AI guest at this point? Probably not, unless you're doing a stunt. You know, if you wanted to have a podcast, your podcast is about writing, and you wanted to interview Mark Twain, that could be a really cool way to... That could be fun. Yeah. To do an interview with Mark Twain. Sure. Um, so, and again, you're just at the very beginning of this, right? It, yeah. It's it's so ripe for opportunity you can't afford not to play with it. You see yeah. what it'll help you with. Maybe it's going to help you write your ads, your sponsor ads. Maybe it'll help you put together your media kit. What about your your pitch to advertisers? It can help you block out your, your pitch to write a cold email to somebody, approach them about sponsoring your podcast. I've, I think this isn't just a production side piece. I think this is a marketing assistant as well. I think so too. You're right, and and I'm going to give you a plug in regards to you helping me get through a, a lot of software decisions. Is I would encourage anyone to go to AppSumo. There have been some great AI tools that are very expen- inexpensive, cheap, can, super cheap. Oh my god! And it's and it's you can test it out and see how powerful AI is when you have a storefront to it that you, it, uh, you're not just typing in a question into chat. It, yeah. It's 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 helping you develop what you want to create. And there's some great AI tools in there that is the really the an inexpensive way of trying it. Of yeah, there's one on there on. now and I I can't quite remember the name of it, but it's something they just put out there this week that is a bulk blog mm-hmm. AI tool where you can say I want five articles about how to market your podcast. And these are the keywords I want to use. And you click, you know, produce, and it just churns out these articles. One of the comments from a user was, oh, so it's just like ChatGPT that I can use for free. No, 
It's not. Now, it's built on ChatGPT. It's the engine that drives the content. But the thing about the tool is the creator of that tool built in a lot of the filters that when you're just using the raw ChatGPT, people are really bad at the prompts and they're not good at the filters. And this thing helped drill it down into the articles about this. I want the focus to be this. These are the keywords. This is the audience I wanted you to write it for. And then it produces it. And that's the big difference between just like Google. You can ask Google anything. Well, how many times have you had to re-ask your question to Google to get the res- the results that you were looking for? Or, or go incognito these, to get out of the zone yeah. you're in. <laughs> you know, my and gosh, these, yeah. These AI yep. tools are definitely built on that platform, but the filters that they're building in help you get better content and that's worth 50 bucks oh yeah it's 50 bucks and then if you don't like it refund it get your money back yeah. but using these tools i think they're really going to help people and yeah i'm calling it now here's my here's my prediction idea guy prediction we are all going to have a personal ai that just follows us around <laughs> it's going to be our ai like brett you're going to have one that's mm-hmm specific to you i'm going to have one that's specific to me mm-hmm. it's going to learn your needs your individual needs your individual personality and respond to you that way everybody i bet you everybody listening to this has seen at least one of the marvel movies that had iron man in it when tony stark is inside the iron man suit he talks to an ai named jarvis and jarvis answers his questions we're all going to have our own individual jarvis specific to us and it's not going to be everybody's going to be using ChatGPT. You're going to have your own, and you're going to be able to name it like you name your pet dog. And it, you're going to have your own butler. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that because it's getting super, super close. You can yeah. program these things on the content you need. I can tell my AI to focus on creativity and marketing, and it's going to build its knowledge on creativity and marketing instead of using the same general database that everybody else is using yeah if you think all the parts are out there right now i mean we oh, have they our, are we have our smartphone you have alexis you have all these little pieces that already um you can tell uh, tell your your uh, device at home to order toilet paper it kind of knows when you need toilet paper when you need to yep. order groceries so we're only a few steps away from that yeah just a, a few, few. i think we're all going to be surprised yeah. how fast it happens and yeah. it's going to be fun to have your own like yeah. and then i'll be able to introduce my ai to your ai and they mm-hmm. can set appointments for us right. like i'll have my people call your people it's going to be our i'll have my ai call your ai to yeah. schedule our next podcast session yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, going back to your point about the uh, the AI DJ, there is a a, a new, uh, fairly new uh, software called Podstash, and you can put it in your Chrome browser, and if you see an article that's just too long, you know, it could be pages, pages, pages. You hit Podstash, it turns it into a podcast for you. Oh, that's interesting. How's the voice? Excellent. Really, because some the of them best. are still really, really bad. Oh, the best voice on there is named Brett. And he's good, and you know, and I, I know this sounds weird, but I, I I use Brett's voice all the time for this. It does a great synopsis of that article that you just don't have time to read, and you can listen. To it. it just creates an RSS feed, and you can put it into any podcast player. Uh, that's great. Make sure you put that in the show notes because I want to check that out. It is fantastic. The free level, or no, I think I got like a seven dollar a month level or something like that. You get five stashes a day. That's all I need. You know, see and now, it's amazing. I use. Um... I use Pocket 
getpocket.com mm-hmm. to save articles that I want to read later or on a certain topic that I want to create a collection on. And Podstash should, Pocket should buy Podstash yes. so that everything I save, I can, it can ask me, do you want to create, do you want to add this to your your yeah. stat, your podcast Cause, player. Cause doesn't, doesn't medium have an audio version to it or did at one time? I don't Me- know. I think medium did. I, I don't know why when you said that, that sounded familiar. I, I, I ought to look into that, but, it, but you're right. I'm sure it was built to be sold. I you love know? the yeah. concept. I love the idea that it's creating the feed for you. So you can subscribe to your own feed. Yeah. And then next time I'm on the player, it just plays it. That yeah. I like that a lot. It's amazing. Amazing. So it's, you get yeah. what five, a month for free? What is it? Yeah, I think it is. And then you can pay for a higher level if you wanted to. You know, if you needed 30, 50, you know, if you're really into, I just can't read, I want to, you know, it could be technical journals or something like that. That's pretty good over, you know, if you're listening and just, you know, you're going to read it later, but you just want an overview. It's pretty nice. Uh, but I think there is a, I think there might be a free level where I paid for I dig the, it. The, the minimum level. But yeah, I forget where I saw that and think that is a cool idea. Um, it's uh, it's podstash.ai. Yeah. Yeah. That's a so, new one on me. Usually I'm the one yeah. finding the cool stuff, I, Brett. I, <laughs> you are usually the one standing over the tools. Exactly. You usually scooped are. me. Yeah. You scooped me. <laughs> nice. So, I, I think it just adds to our conversation that try stuff out. Just give it a shot. You'd be surprised how convenient. And you're not selling out. You're not. As long as you make it your own. Don't copy paste. Just get, let oh it god, start. yeah. Oh, as long as we're talking about headlines here, this this will be really meta. Um, so, Gannett Publishing, you know, mm-hmm. they bought a lot of newspapers. They snatched up our local daily here, the Columbus Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Gannett experimented with an AI reporter for high school sports. Have you seen <laughs> that article? Yeah. That's they did such a bad job, oh, and. Bad. Let's see what your opinion is of this. It was so bad, people were writing fake AI <laughs> articles about high school sports because they were making fun of it. But I'm telling you, when you look at the raw article that it produced, it wasn't bad. No, no. It just wasn't a finished article. Right. AI does not mean you don't need an editor. And these newspapers who should have known better were just automatically posting them there the ai was smart enough to say put in the name of the team mascot like it put little brackets in there and said uh high school team mascot name it put it in the brackets an editor should have looked at that and said okay great we need to fill in that blank the headline of their article ended up being like the first line of the article well that's 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 an ai default it always does that it's always redundant there's always things you have to take out of there and they were just leaving it in so it wasn't ai's fault ai did exactly what ai does at this point it was decent and it was the editors that screwed up it was the humans that screwed it up because they thought they were going to be able to wash their hands and put it on remote control and i think you're gonna have to have and, and then the article went on to say that in this particular market there were I think two full-time sports reporters and one editor. And I think in the interest of, obviously the media companies are getting rid of their content producers, mm-hmm. which isn't a great move, but when every, in the age of everybody has to do more and those reporters are already probably maxed out on the play, on the events that they can cover and write for live, you know, make them 
an assistant editor so that they can at one of those guys could have edited the high school articles while covering his other stuff. right? Right. And all you needed was somebody to go in and strip out the stuff, the three lines that people were making fun of. And it would have been fine. Yes. But instead they went, oh, AI doesn't work. We're going to, and they just stopped using it. It's a huge, that's a huge mistake. And and ultimately it's a race to get the scores out as fast as they can. That's what Mm -hmm. they want to do because people want to know what the high school football score was. So they just like autopilot, let's get it out and get it out and get it out. And it burned them. It burned them. But you're right. It takes what? Three minutes to edit it. Boom. Done. That's and it. then don't publish the article. Tell the AI, yeah. and this goes back to the AI tools instead of just relying on the raw mm-hmm. AI, you need a prompt that says, just give me one line that relates the scores every time they're published. Mm-hmm. That Just one line. Its problem came in when it had to write a paragraph about an article, mm-hmm. which even experienced sports writers, there's only so many different ways you can say, this team won because they scored more points. I mean, <laughs> that's an on, that's an ongoing joke in live programming at the ESPN. Yeah. What's it going to take to win today's game? Uh, well, our team's just going to have to go out there and score more points, points than the other team. Yeah. We're going to have to uh, keep that other team down and scoring points. Our defense is going to have to be good. AI definitely outwrote those guys. It just it needs an editor. Yeah, yeah. So a, a great example. A great example. It it's it, it it can be its its own worst enemy at its at the worst time. But at the same time, yeah. it's our tool. It's it's a tool for us, not yeah. not for anything else. And you gotta you gotta handle it correctly. Yes. You have to be a responsible user. Yes. You know, if you're you're gonna talk about motorcycle fatalities, well, if you're not wearing a helmet, chances are <laughs> You're going to be, uh, you're going to end up right. as one of the fatalities. You know, if yeah. you're going to use AI and you're not going to give it any oversight, you're not going to do any editing, then yeah, you're going to get some really bad content. Yes, you will. You will. Exactly. So, uh, listeners, tell our listeners where you need to go to get to you. Well, the easiest place to find me is DonTheIdeaGuy.com, but I recently launched a new business that uh, anybody that's interested in marketing their business or their podcast might be interested in. Uh, It's CampaignStorm, CampaignStorm.com, where I can help you craft intelligent and strategic marketing campaigns so that if you're going to run those ads in those Sleepy Time podcasts, it'll be good content (laughs) and good ad production. It won't just be... Perfect. The loud parking is free, free this Sunday, and you, you will sell you the seat, but you only need the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come in, come in, and check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, it's brand new; just went up a couple weeks ago. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and you can reach me at mypodcastguy.com. Set up a time if you're looking to create a podcast for your business. Um, we're there for you from from all the way from beginning to end. Get everything done for you. Yeah, sign up for my weekly newsletter as well. I'm sure I'll be touching on some of these uh, articles and news that's, stuff that we just talked about. So that's a there. great domain name. That's a great Thank domain you. name. Thank you. Did, I appreciate uh, it. Did a consultant come up with that domain name for you? Uh, the consultant who consults me, it's me. So, yeah, I consult myself. <laughs> MyPodcastGuy.com? MyPodcastGuy.com? My yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the story behind that one down the road, maybe. <laughs> so, good, great. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you soon.